Hi, this is Joe Bonzo with the Oak Ridge Boys. You're listening to my good friend, the David Bowers. And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Thank you so much, John Bon Jovial. Welcome back, and welcome back, you, our wonderful listeners from, I forget how many countries around the world. Glad to have each and every one of you here again this week. We're going to start off going backwards. This is Adriana Hopped who was with us a little over a year ago. She has a new one out called Goodbye Song. You and me, baby, thought we had to stop. We were always on. Never off. Thought we had something like ever before. But now that we're single, boy, you'll see. Gonna be less about you. Adrienne Hopped, 
goodbye song. I don't know why you say goodbye. We're saying hello and welcoming everyone to another The David Bowers Awards. Uh, Adrian was on our show about a year and a half ago, in, uh, well, less than that, uh, July of last year. No, I'm sorry. The song was released in July of this year. She was with us in March of last year. I'll get it straight after a while. And we want to thank our friend Jill Santavinez at Nashville Entertainment Weekly for turning us on to Adrian Hoff and her music, which you can find all over the place on the Internet. If you like her music, check her out. Drop her a note and tell her what you think about her music. Adrian Hopped is the name. and We want to shout out to some more of our friends, including Titty Bingo, the band who provides Texas rock and roll and our theme music every week for going on 10 years now. And you can find them online at tittybingo.com. Also, salute to Steve Litvak's Rock and Roll Rumble on Rochester Free Radio. He follows the David Bowers Awards, if you're listening in Rochester. And on uh, him, after that, Armand Spins, both come up with some great music you may never have heard. Rochester Free Radio, WRFZ, FM 106.3 in Rochester, New York. And also, John Bon Jovial, like to have you, if you would, please tell the folks about our friends at Anchor FM. Absolutely, David. And uh, thank you. Nice song from Adrian. I think she did a good job with that. We here at the David Bowers Awards are participating in a pretty unique experiment. We have teamed up with some folks uh, at Anchor FM, and you can just Google them, look them up. They're all over the place, Anchor FM. They are making it easier for indie musicians and indie shows to be able to make an impact and a mark on the industry of music, regardless of whether it's pop or country, or jazz, or blues, or hip-hop, it doesn't matter. At the end of this show, you can click on the link on Anchor FM, and you can contribute to a really worthwhile and noble cause, and that is to help the cause of the indie artist. A lot of these people, they want so badly to make it because they are so dedicated to their cause and their craft and their music and their love and their art. And if you can help them, even if it's just a couple of bucks, it's not one of these monthly things. Don't worry about that. If you can do a one-time thing, if you can do a regular you know, regularly scheduled thing, that would be excellent. But it's Anchor FM. You will find a link at the end of this episode and the end of each and every episode of the David Bowers Awards. Anchor FM. Check them out today. David? Thank you very much, John Bon Jovi. And for those of you in Rochester, New York, listening on your radio to Rochester Free Radio or online at rochesterfreeradio.com, you too can join in and help support indie music as well as your station, and the David Bowers Awards by becoming a patron. Just look for the patron button on the rochesterfreeradio.com page, and you can support everybody there, too. And everyone will be most happy and graciously gratified by your support. Thank you very much for that. Today, we've got some more good music for you, some great people to talk to, whom we'll be talking with in just a few minutes. Don't forget that uh, if you've got comments or if you know of someone that you think deserves a shot on the show, drop us a line. Tell us what you think, who you recommend, and any comments you have on the show. The address is easy, david at thedavidbowers.com. Simply put awards in the subject line, and don't forget that uh, we're here every week. We'd love to hear from you, as do the artists 
who perform on the show and all artists for that matter, especially the indies. They'd love to hear from you. They want to know what you like, what you don't like, your feelings, and uh, they work very much to please you. And you can help them by telling them, you know, what you really think. All right? Don't hesitate. They'd love to hear from you. Our first guest will be coming up in just a few minutes. He goes by the name of Chris Bergeron, and we're going to hear from him, and we'll talk with him in about four minutes. But right now, here is Chris Bergeron with Rolled Up Dollar. He said, my name is Charlie. You know I'm here I've been beaten up and bruised My life it has no fear I've been running with the devil Wasting my best years Living with a rolled up dollar Enough. Had lots of friends and family, but they all give it up. Then I met my maker, found my way to him, talking about a rolled up dollar. One too many bills. See the white lines turn on. Just to drink away from here it Took twelve steps in Jesus To take place Of a roll of dollar To want too many beers He said I convinced myself That I would be okay
And he's here to talk with us now. Hello there, Chris. Hello. How are y'all doing today? Doing great. Thank you. So glad you could join us today. Looking forward to talking with you for some time now. And I love that tune. That's that's a great sound you've got there. You've got a good pure country, classic country sound anyway. And uh, this tune you just did here is uh, it fits right into that mold. Now you got a dog barking in the background. Is that I hear? Yeah, I'm a little doggy. Every time I come in the house, he barks. <laughs> well, good. He wanted to get on the show, too, and tell him we said hello and that he's being listened to around the world. And uh, you got your start You got your start back in, what, Beaumont, Texas in 1992? That is correct. Uh, about years ago, we um, we started a band uh, called Long Heart Ride, Todd Howard and I did. And uh, we had that for a little while, and, and uh, I was actually playing bass and singing harmony, and I did a few a few lead songs, but uh, most most part I just did my harmonies and and uh, played bass for him, and then didn't play for a long long time. And then uh, back about six or seven years ago, kind of got back into it and played keyboard for a little band out of Vider, Texas, and then a blues guy came in one night and. He played, and and I love the blues. Not as much as I do country, but I love the blues. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, I said, man, have you ever thought about a keyboard player? He said, yeah. He said, but finding a keyboard player that can play actually play the blues is hard to find. I said, I can play the blues. <laughs> so he gave me an audition. They hired me right on the spot. <laughs> well, and uh, it... Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. I'll come back. And uh, so he hired me right on the spot, and I played I played with him for about six months, and he let me do a song or two every show, and, and of course, I always done my country stuff. And then uh, my wife told me, she said, hey, she said, I see how much you love this. She said, if you want to do this on your own and be the front guy, she said, I'll support it 100%. And so I went to him and said, Larry, he said, man, I said, I need to talk to you. He said, I know. He said, I know. He said, I've seen it coming. <laughs> but he supports me, too, and uh, we're still good friends. And he actually has sat in with me and played whenever I didn't have a, a guitar player a couple of times, and he's been there for me. So, But, yeah, I love what I do. And I'm very excited about out. my music career. It shows in your sound, and I salute your wife for jumping in with with so much support right there on the spot without you even having to arm wrestle her. That's that's beautiful thing. By the way, you mentioned keyboard. And was that you doing the piano on the tune we just played? Uh, no, sir. I used all uh, Nashville uh, session players. Um, that was not me, but, I mean, I, I mimic. The, the, well, I, mean, it's, uh... I, I'm a, I mimic all that in my live shows. I stand behind a electric gun and do my show. Having been a piano player back when I was a kid, I still have an appreciation for it, and that that piano works into that tune very nicely. Speaking of working in very nicely, we want to bring in John Bon Jovial, who I know wants to join the conversation. John? Well, hey, Chris. Welcome to the show. It is really nice to have you here with us today. 
Uh, you touched on something about partnering up with a, a blues guy, doing keyboard work for blues guy, and uh, your first love being country music. Uh, both Dave and I, back you know, in a, another galaxy far, far away, we both uh, jocked country radio on, on terrestrial radio back in the 70s and 80s. And, uh, you know, the one thing about country music is that people think that country and blues are automatically two different genres, where really they aren't. If you listen to country music, if you listen to the orchestration of it, if you listen to a well-written song, there's a lot of blues in there. And so the fact that you were able, the fact that you were able to just go ahead and uh, put the two together like that, to me, is just a natural. It's it's hard for me to explain, but yeah, it does it does a lot of it go together. And um, I love the blues. I, I grew up my dad playing guitar. Um, and he, he can rip a guitar on the blues, and I guess I grew up playing that. And I patterned my my piano country style after Floyd Kramer. And that's that's the style I've I've always grew up doing that in the blues, and I put a lot of blues in my show, in my piano playing. Well, you can't go wrong styling after uh, Floyd Kramer. I mean, speaking of classics, there is one of the classics. Uh, Floyd Kramer, Floyd Kramer got more country out of a piano than any man I know, and he <laughs> right. backed, he backed up some great talent too. And speaking of backing up great talent. Now you you've opened for some great names. I know you uh, shared the stage with Tracy Bird. Who else have you uh, Who else have you opened with? I've opened for uh, Glenn Templeton, which is uh, a pretty newer guy. Uh, he's out there. Uh, he's out there running, uh, doing his shows, doing a great job. He's, he um, he does a lot of um, Conway stuff. He's known for his Conway music, Conway Twitty. Uh, mm-hmm. From what I understand, when he was a uh, um, in his younger years, he um, he was actually in a in a musical, and he had to do the Conway stuff, and so he's had all that training for Conway. And I mean, if you listen to his stuff, he sounds just like Conway Twitty. And uh, I've opened for him, and then I've opened for Joel Sonia and Wayne Toops, and uh, and we had a really good show on that. And but that's that's about the the biggest stars that you know that I've actually played with, played for, well, opened up for. Well. All right. Now, are, are you presently touring? No, sir. I just do my, my local shows. Uh, I would like to get on a tour. Um, that's my goal because my goal is to do music for a living. Uh, unfortunately, I'm still doing my day job and doing my music on the weekends. But my goal is to, to get into some touring. and uh, I've got to find the, the right the right booking agent to get me out there, you know. But right now, that. as it stands, I do my own booking. You're not alone there. There's uh, there's a lot of people who are doing that, and that's that's one of the mixed blessings of the indie music lifetime that we're in now. Uh, you don't have to be dictated to by a major label. The other side of the coin is you got to do it all yourself, including doing your own booking until you find a uh, a booking agent that is good and that you trust. And those are the two big things to look for there. Uh, for our artists on the way up there. Speaking of which, we do uh, aim a lot of what we do on this show towards emerging artists. And if you could put in a nutshell, encapsulate what you feel is most important for an emerging artist to take a step to the next level, what do you think it is? I'm going to say hiring good management because 
that's what that's what got me my momentum going. Um, I I done this my wife and I and we did everything we could uh, as far as my music career and we got to where we just didn't know what else to do. We were at a stopping point. We we were like, well, this is as far as it's going to go, unless you know we have somebody that knows the industry a lot further than what we do. And so that's whenever uh, I contacted Phyllis and um, she has, she has opened up so many doors for me. And, and that's when my, my career literally started picking up momentum and goes, and that, so that, to put it in a nutshell, that's what I would say for emerging artists that, that needs to, to go to the next level. That's at a, a stopping point. They need management. Somebody that's in the industry has been in it that knows what's going on. And, that would be good, I think, a good a good starting point. I couldn't agree with you more. Now, there is one catch to that, one caveat, and that is finding someone that is both good and trustworthy. How how did you feel? What what told you that uh, Phyllis at Salter Gan, who has uh, uh, provided many artists on our show, including both you and our next artist today, what gave you the feeling of confidence that uh, Phyllis at Salter again was the right one for you? Uh, actually, the only thing that gave me the, the, the confidence to go ahead and take that leap of faith was her telling me multiple times that day that I talked to her, my wife and I talked to her together, um, you need management, whether if it's me or somebody else, it don't matter. You need management. And she said, if you don't choose me, it doesn't matter. You still need management. You need to find somebody. And so I told my wife, I said, you know what? All I can do is take the gamble. I didn't know the lady, didn't know anything about her. I was referred to her by uh, a venue owner down here uh, where I'm at. And um, so that's how I got, had her, con- her information, so I contacted her. Uh, but as far as knowing anything about her, all I knew is what she told me. Everybody had talked a good game. But whenever she kept telling me that, even if you don't use me, I encourage you to find somebody because she knew that I needed management. And so I told my wife, if she's if she's that adamant about me needing management, even if it's not her and encouraging me to find somebody, then I felt comfortable using her. And that's why I went with her. That I didn't even look of, anywhere else. Makes a lot of sense. And I'm sure that there are some uh, indie uh, emerging artists, indie creatives out there who will uh, take your words to heart there. And that's, that's important to us because we'd like to pass on information that's going to help the indie artists move up and move up in their careers. Now, speaking of moving right. up in your career, you released your first album in September of last year, which is just a couple of weeks over a year ago. How did that work for you? Yes, sir. September the 24th. Uh, the name of the album is Raining Memories. Uh, I actually wrote that song. There's several songs on there written by uh, writers that that have number one hits out there. A couple of songs on the album Jason Green wrote. Uh, he wrote for Clay Walker for 22 years. Um, Don Rollins out of Vider, Texas, uh, co-writer, co-writer on uh, Five O'clock Somewhere for Alan Jackson. Um, I've had two of his songs on my album. Uh, and there's a couple other writers, Rick Tiger, Mike Magnuson, I've got some of their songs. In fact, the song that the single we just released to Airplay Express this past Monday was written by Rick Tiger and, and Mike Magnuson, the same guy 
that the same two people that wrote wrote Dollar. And uh, so they're good writers. You got to be doing something right between your your music and the writers who write it for you because let's see, rolled up dollar went gold and platinum within three weeks of its release. That's an accomplishment, Correct. my friend. And she's leaving with me, which we're going to play next. Uh, was gold and went platinum uh, just what just about a week ago, two weeks ago maybe, and Sat- August just Saturday before last. Yep. Uh, amazing that that's really quite a way to start off your first album yeah i'm very i'm very humbled by that and uh i feel very very fortunate i worked hard all my life uh i've wanted it all my life but for the past five years i worked so hard to try to get that kind of recognition and i'm so proud so proud of it when you make good music and as you put it in your uh in your online biography, you offer a great sound to today's country music and a sound that keeps dance floor full, too. And I can I can agree wholeheartedly on both counts there. I love the music you're doing, and I know John Bon Jovial does because, like me, he and he has an appreciation for the classic country sound, don't you, John? Oh, yeah, I cut my teeth in radio on the classic country uh, sound. I mean, you mentioned Conway Twitty. Uh, a little while ago, to me, one of probably the most underrated singers uh, in the country music industry, the guy could just step back and wail, and he was amazing. Uh, George Jones, Loretta Lynn, uh, Tammy Wynette, uh, Emmy Lou Harris, uh, Ferlin Husky. I mean, this is, uh, this is stuff that I have a deep appreciation and love for, uh, much to the chagrin of my kids. I put country on, it's like they're going to throw up, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, they they want to hear that more modern contemporary sound, but uh, that's right. Uh, no, I was, uh, you know, and and I I mentioned this because you have uh, to me contributed very much to this genre with rolled up dollar. Just to kind of circle back there for a moment, uh, you've got just a real good classic country sound to you. I know that David had mentioned that a little earlier in this interview. But you do, and uh, it is uh, something that, uh, I, I don't know, I'm not a big fan of stadium country, and I'm not a big fan of new, so-called new country. Uh, if I'm going to listen to country, it's going to be, the, the syrup's going to be so thick, you got to cut it with a knife, and that's what I love. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> i got to yep. agree with you on that. i got to agree there, with you on that. There's a couple of songs on, on my new EP coming out in October. Uh, amazing songs. One of them, uh, I'll tell you the story on it. It's called Garden of the Grand Tour. Uh, when I was in Nashville in September cutting my album, um, that uh, for Rolled Up Dollar, the Randy Memories album, we went to George Jones's gravesite, and it was drizzling rain, and, and the song literally tells the story of that, that day. And um, I don't want to cat out of the bag on that but you got to hear it it's it's a it's a gorgeous song beautiful song well written and um I, I can't wait till that one comes out and then there's another song that my old bass player that i used to have him and another friend of his wrote it's called um they just don't make barns like they used to and it is word for word that song tells the story of how country music has changed and the, and the, the atmosphere in country bars has changed and it's a really good, well-written song, and I'm, I'm proud of that one as well. 
Well, you have a right to be proud of your music, and we are going to hold you to that uh, with the new EP coming. Definitely want to hear that new track you were just talking about. And uh, if you get us a, uh, if you get a digital copy of that, we'll make sure when it comes out that uh, we give it as much of a head start as we can contribute to helping you there because, well, that's what we do here at the David Bowers Awards and uh, definitely we'll be looking forward to that. As a matter of fact, uh, you can, uh, we have a, uh, a Facebook page, the David Bowers Awards Groups Music page. You can go ahead and post on that. It is there for our guests to post their music, their new releases, promote themselves, whatever they want to share with fans and followers. The page is open. You don't need to send in a press release or go through an agent or anything. You can post directly to that page. We'll pick it up and pass it on to our other other pages and sites that we repost too. So feel free to use that to promote your new uh, your new EP and this single that you were talking about that we are definitely looking forward to. Hope you can get us a copy of that. Thank you so much. Yeah, we'll do that, and I uh, will get you a copy of that. Great. We shall be listening Appreciate. for we shall be listening and looking for it. And we're gonna wrap up this segment with uh well, with the tune you we were just talking about. She's leaving with me. Tell us a little bit about this tune before we play it. <laughs> it's it's kinda of comical. Um uh, it's a great tune. Um obviously uh, everybody that hears it at my shows, they're like did you write that about your wife? Did you write that about? And they're all asking her. He wrote that about you. And I didn't even write the song. <laughs> but everybody <laughs> thinks it's about her. So you know what? It's about my wife. <laughs> uh, and we uh, we we put the little the little picture together for that uh, for that song. And um, I, it just goes real well with the the image of that song that that we posted. Goes well with the lyrics. And and we love that song. It's a fun song to do. Uh, every time we play it, the dance floor fills up, and it's just a good, fun song. And um, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think that's a Jason Green song. I have to look back at it. But but, um, but it's a well-written song, and it's a fun song to perform. But, and yeah, it's a fun, that's a fun song to listen to. And anytime you can generate that kind of excitement where everybody thinks it's about them, you know you got you got something going for you. Chris Bergeron, <laughs> right. we're so happy you were able to be here with us today. We look forward to having you come back again in the future. Please do keep in touch because you're part of our family now. Once you're on the show, that's it. It's all over. You're part of the that's family. Good. Well, I, pre- I appreciate the airtime. It, it has been nice visiting with you guys and, and uh, looking forward to the next one. You and we both. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Bergeron, here he is. She's leaving with me.
John Bon Jovi, is he talking about you? Is he talking about me? Who's he talking about there? <laughs> well, I, uh, I'm not leaving with him, but I'll leave with her any day of the week. <laughs> Chris Bergeron, she's leaving with me right here on the David Bowers Awards, where it's time for our next guest, and we're going to be talking with Rita Faye Tanner in, oh, just about three and a half more minutes. So stand by. Here she is with Proud to be a Farmer's Daughter.
Thanksgiving Day. Bobby and I finished building our first home. And come next spring, we're gonna have a farmer's daughter of our Rita Fade Cannon, proud to be a farmer's daughter, and we are so proud to have Rita Faye with us right now. Hello, Rita. Hi. It's good to be here. Great to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. Love the song, Proud to Be a Farmer's Daughter. Uh, it, it just, well, I'll tell you, the one thing that it hits with right off the top is what people have said about you, what I've heard about you before. The first word that comes out of their mouth when they describe you is, Rita Faye Tanner is real, and you are all of that, absolutely. Yes, thank you. What you see is what you get, and I love people, and from the old people to the little kids and everything, and I can relate to all of them. And, yes, I was a farmer's daughter. We didn't have a great big farm, you know, but that's how we lived when I was little. We, When the times were hard, we worked, uh, uh, you know, in the gardens and everything and took care of the animals and, you know, mommy milked cows and <laughs> You know, well, I can relate. That's kind of a true song. <laughs> I can relate to that because I grew up, well, a little bit anyway, on a small farm in upstate New York, uh, my grandfather's farm. And sadly, about the time I turned 12, the barn burned down, and that's sort of ending the farming between that and my grandfather's mm-hmm. age. Uh, that sort of ended the farm. But I do remember, I do remember the work on the farm, and I remember my parents didn't. Uh, they learned real early to uh, supervise whatever they wanted me to do because whenever they sent me out to pick things like strawberries, I wound up eating <laughs> more than I got. So uh, they were, <laughs> they had their work cut out for them, even though I was supposedly doing the manual labor. But this isn't your first rodeo, is it? You've uh, you have been down the road and know and you know what you're doing. That's for sure. It 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 shows not only in your history and your in your bio, but also in your sound, your voice, the things you sing about. Did you write Farmer's Daughter? Uh, yes, I did, as a collaboration with Bob McGilpin there in Nashville. Uh, he's my producer. And I had the idea and, and the, kind of the melody for the chorus, put it all together. He said, write the story and send it to me. So I, he did that, and we put it together, and that's what we came up with. It was in two film festivals, one in Spain and one in uh, the Near Nazareth Film Festival in Israel. And um, I'm not sure if it won, but uh, it was there, and it's got good recognition, and it's been on Airplay Express and everything. And uh, and I was thinking, you know, uh, the farmers, there's been, you know, we need our farmers. And I know there are probably not any farmers aid anymore like Willie Nelson and them used to do, but, but I was thinking, boy, that that farmer's daughter song would be good for farmers aid and everything to help 
you know, it draw would people indeed, back as they can. It would indeed, absolutely. And I would, uh, as from my perspective, I would encourage you to uh, to offer it, even to pitch it uh, for uh, occasions such as that. And I know of Bob McGilpin. I don't know him personally, but I do know of him and his work. And you got yourself a good man there from all that I know about him. He's done some oh. some excellent stuff. And uh, I call him Mr. Magic. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And I, I, I think there are a few others out there who would agree with you. Bob's a, a great guy. He knows what he's doing. He gives it his all. And he works not only with but for the talent. And that makes a big difference, as I'm sure you're aware. Now, I read also that you're a multi-award winner. And uh, what? tell us what you got credit uh, for. I am an Airplay Express uh, Independent Hall of Fame Recording Artist member, and I have a lot of awards, gold and platinum and double platinum, from them uh, with my songs in the Airplay. And um, then I have the Josie Music Awards. I'm sure you've heard of that, the largest uh, independent. Yeah. And uh, I got uh, 2018 Country uh, Gospel Country Gospel Female Artist of the Year. And then my song that uh, I collaborated with uh, Connie in Houston there, and he produced it. This flag, it won 2018 Patriotic Song of the Year at the Josie Music Awards. And then in the fall of 2018, I won the World Songwriter Award for my song, Touching You, Touching Me. You know, just various things like that. And and I'm nominated. I've got four nominations for the Josie Awards this year at the Grand Ole Opry House in, in Nashville on October 23rd. And so I'm excited about that, and who knows what the future holds. (laughs) I don't blame you for being excited about that. We're excited to have you here with us, aren't we, John Bon Jovial? Oh, we absolutely are, David. And Rita Rita Fay, thank you so much for being on with us. I absolutely love that song, Proud to be a Farmer's Daughter. To me, it's it's roots country. It it, it takes you back. I don't know if you heard any of the interview that we had prior to yours, but it is one of of those things that, yeah, it's one of those things. It's not new country. It's not the so-called stadium country. It is a traditional country song. Uh, Yes, I like storytelling. Yeah, and it, it also, and I don't know if this was intentional, but to me, it also has a bit of a bluegrass flavor to it. And, you know, to me, I cannot, I can't get enough of that stuff. I absolutely love listening to that genre of music. And both Dave and I, we cut our teeth in country radio, you know, many, many years ago. And as a texture uh, format guy, to me, this song would fit in perfectly. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, we try to... uh... I know that the classic country, you know, traditional country, it, it has a hard way to go right now, but that's what I was raised on, and uh, inspirational gospel and Americana and bluegrass. And the gospel and bluegrass keeps us, whenever we're more, uh, like many more years into the music, that keeps us current and going because we don't switch to the, you know, country rock or whatever that genre we stay true to our roots there's a there's a place for country rock there, there certainly oh, is yeah. and i can remember uh back in the 70s uh i would segue from george jones into the charlie daniels band and which was country oh, yeah. rock at the time and and you know or even crosby stills nash and young teach your children it would work perfectly and this yes. song <laughs> this style of music that you're playing fits in it, it just it works 
I've got to put you I, on the I was spot. Just say, okay, sure, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, <laughs> you go ahead. I'll put spot. you on the spot after. <laughs> I was going to say, I, myself, when I was raised, my sisters did all the country music, and we listened to the Grand Ole Opry. That's when we could get it clear back up in the hills of West Virginia, back in the hills in Holler. Mm-hmm. And I grew up with those people, and the ones today still hanging in there is Connie Smith and Bill Anderson and all those. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and... and the spring uh, bill. Yeah, and but I was with the bubblegum rock. I was with the, you know, I was with the, like the Rolling Stones, like Beast of Burden and Hot Child in the City with that other guy, and then, you know, uh, Clout with Substitute and and, and uh, Joe and Baez. I was into all that stuff. And the country, the two country tapes I kept in my tapes then cassette tapes I kept in my car was Don Williams and Loretta Lynn. Good choices. Yeah, good choices. <laughs> I said I was going to put you on the spot, and I am. I I couldn't help but hear when John Bon Jovial was talking with you at first, and he went down through the list and mentioned uh, he caught a little bluegrass in that tune of yours, and I heard you chuckling in the background. What was that about? Well, although I grew up with bluegrass and the old-time Opry music, I always told my sister she was bluegrass, and she's the one that really taught me to sing. And... uh, I told her, I don't like bluegrass. It's just too depressing, you know. I don't know any happy blue, bluegrass songs. Mommy and Daddy's always dying or, you know, something's burying somebody. And I don't like bluegrass. But, you know, <laughs> I kind of like it now. <laughs> I hear you. I, I remember I got, in, I got into it backwards, really. My grandfather was a fiddle player, and he played some old country. And I remember growing up to... Uh, Eddie Arnold, and a few others. So I had an appreciation for country music before I got into pop music and then later into rock and roll. So uh, I, like I said, I got into it a little bit backwards. Now, you mentioned your sister, and I know that uh, it's not just you and your sister. How does it, how did you handle growing up as the youngest of 13 children? Oh, my goodness. Well, let's see. We had five we had two two brothers, no, two sisters and three brothers that passed away when they were small before, oh, you know, before most of us were even born. And so mommy had eight of us together. And and basically, you know, in the country and stuff, mommy would instill, she didn't realize it, instill fear in us. Don't go here, this will happen. Don't go there, that will happen. Right. And, yes. and so don't go near the water until you learn to swim, you'll drown. And we mm-hmm. said, mommy. How are we going to learn to swim if we don't go near the water? <laughs> and then whenever they would, uh, mom and daddy would have to go to town or something, then they'd put the oldest kid in charge. And that's when we only had one brother. I would get blamed for everything he did. And, oh, you know, it was, it was just something. It was just something I had to fight. Believe me, I had to fight. And, and it's not that we were just wild and crazy because we were raised in church. But I had a temper teasing me over something one time, and I happened to have a fork in my hand. And he's only three years older than me. Yeah. I let go of that fork and it stuck right in his head. And kind of went, don't even want He was wild. <laughs> he was going to kill me, you know. But, but uh, I'm so sorry about that now, you know. But, boy, I, I'd always let go what was in my hand, buddy. I'd let it fly. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, uh, Rita, say, do you, do you have children of your own? No, I have stepchildren, pretty much. And then my sister had a... You know, I, I pretty much bonded with her son, but he's no longer with us. He passed away when he was 32 and everything. Right. And, uh, yes, and he was, he was, she shared him with me. And, uh, you well, know, it's just something that, special. 
Oh, absolutely. And I, I was thinking that uh, the, your your experience growing up uh, with a family that size, with that many siblings, that it probably helped you in dealing with other children, your own if you have, and, and oh, also other children. There you go. I was babysitting when I was seven years old, mm-hmm. and and the diapers we had then were the cloth diapers. Right. Yeah. You know, it wasn't the throwaway <laughs> society. <laughs> Oh, and the babies no. I'd carry was almost as big as me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a mommy aunt, if you know what that means. I so. do indeed. Growing up in the country, with uh, I had both. I had mommy aunts and I had spinster aunts. And let me tell yeah. you, if you went to my spinster aunts and she asked you if you'd like a snack for lunch, you be prepared. You're going to wait a couple hours, but you're going to get a full four-course dinner, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the way they did yeah. it out in the country, and I'm sure I'm sure you had an experience along the same line. Rita Faye, you've got a great sound, you've got a real sound, and obviously you put your own heart and your own life into the music you make and how you present it. What have you got coming up for us in the future? Called Never Give Up. My husband mm-hmm. wrote it. It's a gospel song, and um, where we would sing it out when my husband was able to do music. You know, people would just call it the rope song, sing the rope, and and it's, it's just called Never Give Up. And so how that song came about was uh, I ha- he said, I can write a song about anything. And I had a picture on my refrigerator of a, a wedge of dirt coming up like a little island out of the ocean, and there were sharks all around, and there was three or four people up on top of that little mound of dirt holding the rope, and this guy was hanging over the edge, and it says Never Give Up. I said, okay, write a song about that. So he did, and I kind of helped with the last verse, but he did that. And when he writes them, he makes me sing them. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, strangely enough, or coincidentally enough, we're going to be playing that song in just a few seconds. Before we let oh. you go, tell the folks tell the folks how they're going to find you online. Well, I'm everywhere on Google. Just go to your Google search and type Rita Faye Tanner. I have a YouTube channel. I have Facebook, Rita Faye Music. And uh, you can find me there. I'm on Reverb Nation. I'm on Spotify, Pandora, you know, all those uh, major distribution platforms. And if they want to see my awards, they can go to airpexpress.com to the artist page and look under the RF for Rita Fay, of course, and, and they will find my artist page. And I did a tribute to Dottie West, and they'll find that there, too, the information. So they can just Google me. Fantastic. <laughs> I love my <laughs> Fantastic. And we know you'd love to hear from them as we keep, you know, as we keep encouraging our listeners, write the artists. They want to hear from you. They want to hear what you think, how you feel, what you like about their music. And uh, we hope they'll, uh, we hope they'll get in touch with you too. We will be in touch. So you'll be in touch because you're part of our family. Now, once you're on the show, you're part of the family. So keep in touch. We have a Facebook music page, a groups page, where you can post your new releases, anything you want to share with your fans and followers, and we will pick it up from there and forward it to other pages that we post to, so we give you a a little bit of help there. Rita Faye Tanner, so happy to have had you here with us to meet you and get a chance to talk with you and share your music. Well, thank you so much, and I appreciate the airtime, and and I certainly will uh, visit your page and put some things on there, and I appreciate the help out there. Uh, one of these days, uh, my dream and my bucket list is go to Billy Bob and uh, put my hands in Dottie West's handprint there. And uh, awesome. I'm going to make it to Texas one day. <laughs> and you're going to get us a picture of that when you do it, right? 
Oh, yes, sir. <laughs> there you go. Rita Faye Tanner, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, Rita. Here she is with the tune that she talked about and a fitting way to close out the show. Never give up. The rope may have broken in your life Caused by many much, Rita. Thank you, Chris Bergeron, both of you. Wonderful guests. We're glad to have had you with us. We're glad to have had you, our listening audience, with us. Be sure when you write these artists, tell them you heard them on the David Bowers Awards. John Bon Jovial, I think it's time that you took us home. Well, let me get the wheels greased up and we're out of here. David, thank you. Another great show this time. I uh, 
I really enjoyed that on this last song of uh, Rita Faye. So it's just a absolutely wonderful pedal steel guitar. Uh, that, that brought back a lot of memories for me. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and of course from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona, and is available for free on most of the major streaming services. On Anchor FM, I mentioned this just a little earlier in the show, you can help the David Bowers Awards support indie artists and music by clicking on the link at the end of this episode and each and every TDBA episode and make a donation. We would really, really appreciate it if you would. Join us next week for the David Bowers Awards Saturday on WRFC-FM 106.3 on your FM radio dial. It's Rochester Free Radio in Rochester, New York at noon Eastern and Blog Talk Radio Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific and 6 p.m. UTC. So until next week, for the David Bowers Awards and all the other morons here at the Radio Ranch, this is the lovably legendary John Bon Jovial saying, uh, hey, thanks for being with us today. Love each other, and we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards. <laughs>